Hey associates, this podcast episode reviews the common pieces of feedback from the ebook tutorial project. I really just want you to listen while you actually review and look over your own work, the comments I made and the feedback that I've marked. Check if you are doing what I'm describing, both you know the creative effective elements and also the developing aspects or just things to note. Um, and I will walk through basically the project pages in order, starting with notes on the memo um, and you know just ending with that troubleshooting guide. And within each section, I will you know give you some of the common overall themes, including what the top papers were doing. All right, so as we move on to the next section, you know, I'll let you know, but otherwise let's um, go ahead and pull up your reports, look at your documents, start with the memo uh, and let's get into it. Uh, so, you know, skill one memo itself, uh, you know, memos go to traditional way to show, of course, seriousness on a topic. They're great at reporting information and are usually for an internal audience. So we wrote the user testing data right, in a memo format because it's going to the orientation folks who basically hired our tech writing associates uh, in kind of that internal way, but also being very serious and formal, you know, as we are delivering this product. And so a good, well-formatted memo makes a really great, you know, huge first impression for your project and can establish how much work and value and effort you put into it. So, you know, Basics. Did you get the basics down? Date, to, from, subject. Those are all the right pieces. Are they in place? Look at your header. Uh, you should have noted that the two is either going to be myself as like your project manager and kind of internal or the orientation team as those final stakeholders, um, as a, you know, kind of hired us for this job. The subject lines were another place with a lot of folks getting like closed on the right track, but missing the actual purpose of your memo itself. So check out your subject line. Did you state the general topic of your book, which is not the memo's goal? Or did you actually say, you know, keywords like usability report on XYZ ebook tutorial? So with for the subject line, make sure and go back and look, like literally look at what you wrote. Um, are you capturing the big picture of the memo itself? In this case, I was looking for things like user data, usability report as those keywords. Uh, next, conciseness and just the content. Memos are short to the point, that's why we love them, but short doesn't mean skipping on the needed information. So remember that any page counts I give you, or in this case I said two pages, are recommendations for accomplishing the content I know you need kind of within that goal. Um, so I always care about content and kind of how you format things more than arbitrary limits though. So there were a lot of memos, kind of scroll through, look at your memo um, that need revisions because even though they are two pages, maybe the font, you know, was really huge or there's tons of white space or like the formatting was done in a very list heavy way that takes up all the page count but lacks the meaningful information. Um, and so by meaning, you know, it's that every sentence shares specific concrete detail, right, about the work you actually accomplished or did. So as you review your memo, really, you know, pay attention to every word you wrote um, and, 
did you introduce right, your usability report at the beginning? Did you provide context on why and how you actually did the testing right, with details? Were you realistic and detailed in that process? And then did you report out what you actually found um, in the data points? So the top memos included purpose statements with headings, clear section introductions. So they had things like, in this method section, I explained how I recruited the participants and what tasks I tested them on to evaluate the satisfaction and troubleshooting areas of you know, this tutorial app design. I had something along those lines, one sentence just to reorient me to the section that we're in, which is good for people who skip and skim and scan around because right? they probably skipped over a whole section of content or context. So they need that introduction in the section. Um, the top papers also were real in the process that they used. So they would explain, you know, how they found people in the dining hall or how they recruited from known participants that matched the audience, such as friends, classmates. Like really, I was looking for you just to be like very real. What did you actually do to get this done? Because that's ultimately the skill, right? You would in in whatever job you end up in, you will have to actually, you know, report out what it is that you do. So that's really what we're practicing. Um, and finally, the top memos introduced specific data points, things like, you know, the mean scores for speed, you know, did a little actual analysis um, and even had data visuals, graphs and tables and charts to show the outcomes. Um, in terms of like general feedback, just as you review, find the places where you maintained a professional readable design that kind of let me focus on and understand the effort, the work, the value that went into your user testing. Really, I was looking for, you know, kind of a condensed lab report appropriate, right, for this level of work. So practice writing kind of intros and contexts and processes and results and analysis, but of course, recognizing it's super scaled down because of the scope and type of work that you did here. Um, you should also assess your work for places where you need to show the reader, again, how much work data value you put into it. Um, so that way, you know, it's yours. So basically, as you read your memo, if it could be attached to any other person's document, then you aren't adding clear value and detail showing your efforts. So as you read through, stop and ask yourself, could I put this on literally anyone's tutorial page? Um, or are you being specific, right? Are you actually testing what you did? All right, uh, the next section, um, the title page. Not tons to say here, given the situation, right? Students looking at resources during orientation, title of your ebook needed to be descriptive of the task. So specifically, right, how to, and then the student success prompt, right? How to build a study schedule in Outlook. Now I know exactly what your tutorial is about. Um, you also need it right to be clear on the app and, you know, inviting, enjoyable to look at. You got to get their attention. So the most common revision actually, though, was needing to clarify if this is for the cloud desktop version or which iOS, um, you know, was needed. So check your title page and did you make it very clear what version of Microsoft you were using? And it matters because if any of you have tried playing with the cloud versus the desktop versions, things are in a different place. Some apps worse than others, but you know, they are not an exact one to one experience. Um, the meaningful image that you needed, 
had to symbolize or show what your tutorial was about. Um, and so some of the most effective ones I saw were actually designs of the final product. So an image of like what an actual content calendar would look like when you complete the tutorial. Um, and you know, all the information just was on the title page. So that way you pick it up and you're like, I know what to expect. Um, okay, next talking about the introduction. Um, so feedback in that area, this is the section that gives readers a chance to see if they fit the target audience and if your content, you know, is actually for them and their needs. So a common piece of feedback was that the language was just empty. So kind of read back through, look at your content, um, and note if the fee, if the language is empty, meaning it doesn't provide actual details and context. Um, or if it, you know, doesn't read as relatable to the target audience. So I did see a lot of academic buzzwords without specifics on what this ebook would accomplish. Um, you know, some of you had really great AI disclosures that were super helpful. Others of you didn't put that in. I'm not saying you, you know, just use your intern for this. Um, but if, for example, right, you realize, especially if you used the intern and didn't edit it, that it wrote things like, um, this guide will maximize your productivity and enhance success as a vital skill in academics. Like, it has lots of buzzwords that definitely are in, you know, the core prompt, but that doesn't actually tell me, A, what your tutorial is doing. Like, how how is your book going to actually you know maximize productivity enhance success like that's just a bunch of word salad it doesn't tell me actually what the tutorial is doing um and it also isn't how most you know first first year students are going to talk about their schoolwork anyway so instead you should introduce your topic in direct relatable ways something like this tutorial shows you how to create a team and invite your classmates to the study group so you can da, 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 finish the sentence. So that's kind of the biggest thing where I'm just like, I mean, yeah, like the idea is right. The words are right. But like you didn't actually tell me what your book is about, which is a key thing that happens with the AI interns when you don't edit them closely. So just keep an eye on that. Um, on the other hand, also check to see if your introduction overpromised by claiming something like a comprehensive guide, which it isn't, or you know general support for the app, which is also not what you delivered, right? You did do something specific, so your introduction should reflect that. The top submissions included details for this audience. You know that they are UCCS students at orientation, uh, such as you know mentioning using the Excel centers if the grade tracker you created in the tutorial starts to show a dip in a class, I thought that was a really creative, super helpful, targeted thing to have added. Um, or others, you know, talked about adding events from the club fair to the new study schedule or time planner. They built an outlook. Again, just nods to you clearly understood the audience and emphasized with them and are speaking to that specific audience. So as you reread your introduction, you know, check to see, are you being specific, detailed, and are you really talking to our target audience? All right, uh, skill four, digital accessibility. Um, digital accessibility refers to the design and development of digital products, websites, apps, software, that kind of thing, uh, in a way that ensures they are accessible so like usable to everyone regardless of ability 
really specifically, we are talking about people with disabilities such as visual hearing, motor, cognitive, and speech impairments. So when we discuss digital accessibility, it is a very specific term that you should have, you know, found in your research. Uh, literally, quick Google. Google, if you don't know things, you can look up the information um, and finding the features for that. But you did a good job. Um, so first, just as you review that, though, check if you picked features actually related to disabilities and impairments. Uh, the common issue or revision here was focusing too much on the access part and only talking about why the topic was like generally helpful or how to like log into the program, which is like accessing, but it's not accessibility. Um, the top papers provided ways to turn on the content feature, such as keyboard shortcuts, and explain what the tool does. Uh, some of the top ones also identified, uh, identified these tools and offered some critique to help the reader set some expectations. So it took it you know, even more further into an analysis, kind of talking about how, oh, this feature exists, but only right in the cloud version, isn't available here, or, you know, it, it has this kind of limitation associated. And, and note that Colorado passed some new laws taking effect this summer with higher standards for accessibility content in a legal framework, especially in educational settings. So it is something to be aware of. All right, on through. The commands. Everyone did a really solid job. There's not a lot there. Um, good command voice, giving explicit directions. This style is typically something you've probably been doing most of your lives, but maybe didn't have a name or the opportunity to create it in a structured version. So I wasn't surprised this worked pretty well overall. The biggest issue that you do need to check for as you review your work uh, is if you included commands that were irrelevant to the target audience. Specifically, I saw a bunch of commands directing students to buy a subscription which is inaccurate because we know the target audience, right? the people who will be reading it and where they'll be reading it already have access. We don't wanna tell them to buy stuff when they don't need to buy it. Um, as terms of like top projects, they use you know clear command voice, starting with strong verbs. And more importantly, all the tips were relevant to the target audience with genuinely helpful suggestions and notes for the student stayed very focused on making a tutorial of how to use the Microsoft product for that student success thing, not here's just like how to use the general features. Um, so there definitely was a bit of that in terms of you maybe just recreated what Microsoft already has, um, which is like fine, but you know, kind of a waste of your time if you're not adding a bunch of extra like value tips and commands of how to use the feature for a success tutorial. Um, okay, in terms of visuals, right, key part of tutorials because people tend to think and understand visual steps a bit more clearly. Overall, the screenshots, you know, are a nice straightforward visual for the tutorial and we're like, fine. Uh, as you do review your images though, consider how well you handled three key elements versus the quality, were they clear or were they blurry? Did you zoom in on the important details or did you just take a 
screen size clip and hope that we can see it. Um, some of the images did get pixelated, so they were blown up too much in the book, which then um, just reduces the polish, professionalism, makes it harder to see. So they should have been actually smaller. And then others were too small to actually see the buttons that you wanted you know, me to click on. So it's really finding that balance of a clear image. So you might have to zoom in on your original screen before you take the snip. So it's already like enhanced and bigger or, you know, use smaller portions of the screen. Um, so that way we can see it. Uh, annotations and go back to your images. Did you use arrows, boxes, text callouts, highlighters, that kind of thing to show and tell the reader what they should focus on? Um, those that did that were helpful. And then placement. Do they actually support the text? So, you know, do you have your proximity on point. Are they close to the thing? Um, or are they getting cut off by the frame? There's definitely a few that your image got cut off. So just pay attention to that. Um, overall, you know, from top papers, I loved the custom, highly relevant screenshots that were created. Uh, basically those, you know, showed and modeled actual examples for what the target audience should create. So they were, you know, clear, crisp images that were actual models of the study schedule, right, of what I should be filling in. They offered labels, they made real examples of this tutorial. Um, and the less effective ones, you know, use stock images or generic photos. Uh, which means just less effective, right? Instead of showing me actually how to make the prompt that you promised, you know, they just um, were definitely images probably from Microsoft's help page themselves or just like generally if you did create them um, of the app, but not necessarily showing an example of what I'm actually making in my student success goals. So revisit your just images with that kind of stuff in mind. Uh, okay, and then we have uh, the crap, so the design, right? The writing, editing, they were straightforward. Word count was pretty low, so there weren't too many issues. Um, most of them came up in the memo and the introduction or were about like headings not being very descriptive. So just, you know, read back through your work, look at it closely, especially with heading structures and label of your sections or steps. Most people did use the template, which is totally fine. That's, that's what the template is there for but didn't change the design to actually like reflect the topic or kind of your personality. So if that was you, go kind of go back through your work and really think about how templates are great for inspiration, but we need to adjust every template to fit our base camp, context, audience, message, and product, and revisit the design and layout of every page to make more choices, you know, related to our specific situations. Um, also, a few books um, that were not really made for heavy visual content in terms of the program they would use. Um, and so like trying to build this in Word, not very effective. Just know each program is best at different genres. So programs like PowerPoint are much better products with like images and layering because they're freeform and they have more design options. Um, Word isn't really like that. Um, so programs like Word just struggle right with this type of project because they just want really straightforward text heavy genres and don't like as many visuals. So if you did try to create it in Word and we're like, why is this project so hard? It's because you use the wrong tool and pay closer attention to the assignment sheet.
Um, I don't know. And just like think about right the tools that you're using. Use one that you know people tend to use for more images and visual design. Um, okay, then the last thing to look for in your content as you review and revise is did you make distinct pieces of content look visually different to show the flow of information? So I did see a lot of bullet points, which are great, but if everything is a bullet point, then the hierarchy and order of the content gets really undermined. So revisit your work and ask, you know, why is this a bullet point? The answer should be because it's a list or it's, you know, a sequence of distinct related content under a main sentence or uniting theme. And if you can't find an overarching theme, then you're probably overusing bullet points that could or should be paragraphs or text boxes instead. All right, almost done. Um, the troubleshooting as a group, the FAQ page was super straightforward, is really successful. I'd say the main thing to check for that can be improved um, is if the base questions, like they were okay, but maybe you didn't offer strong answers to really help the user. So before, right, we send them out to a link, give a bit more of an answer, right, in a summary first. You know, we want to try and answer their question here before they have to go like searching. Um, the other main comment to look for in your own work, this applies to a lot of you, the link would be really hard and annoying to access in printed form. So consider how you can make it more usable in both mediums, like a shortened, you know, link that's easier to type in or, um, you know, QR code, something like that. You know, the rhetorical situation, well, you know, maybe not super common, did specifically say say we want to be able to print this. So part of this design challenge was you thinking through, okay, if it is printed, you know, what are they going to do with the content? All right. I know that's a lot to process. Thanks for listening, following along. One of the key things of learning how to be a better writer is also learning how to really sit and evaluate your own work. Like that's kind of just the secret, really having the patience and time and self-reflective ability to actually be like, hmm, let me think about some things. So this podcast is there to help you sit and evaluate your own work. Um, you have time to revise. Now, if you scored a complete right away, you can totally still make adjustments for your own practice, knowledge, but you do already have full credit. So, you know, the grade is fine, but you know, this this is your experience. It's your skill set. It's your ability. So, you know, practice and adjust things that you noted as you were going through and listening to this podcast. Um, if you received a revisions required, then you currently have half credit on the project until you fix the red flags that I gave you. So look for those red flags, um, which are basically developing scores in the rubric and literal little red flag emojis in your overall comment. Um, if you, you might want to view your feedback on the desktop if, if it's showing up a little bit weird. Um, you know, sometimes emojis look like old boxes in mobile. Um, no matter the status of your work though, consider all these points we just talked about. And, you know, if you, again, you're being actually reflective, you will level up your writing skills overall, but I mean, that's the, there's no secret. It's just time and energy and commitment to evaluating your own stuff imagining who's going to read it, taking any feedback you get, and trying to make it better. Now, if you want more targeted help or a full copy edit where I literally go line by line to give you detailed feedback on every single thing you did, schedule a meeting with me. I'm super happy to do that. I don't do it by default because 
you know, real talk, most people don't read all the comments. So if you want to do that, I am absolutely here to sit down with you and we will literally go over every page of your work and all of your writing. And I'll help you make those revisions or discuss what went well. Um, but we do need to have a physical meeting so we can talk about it uh, instead of you just getting kind of that written feedback. All right. Great job. Proud of you. See ya, associates. Vibes. Thank <music> you.